Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zwei Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting advice and guidance in your ear. Zweig Group's team of experts have spent more than three decades elevating the industry by helping AEP and environmental consulting firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver invaluable management, industry, client, marketing, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts, elevating the design industry one episode at a time. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today. I have got a great episode for you. This is one of those rare days where I get to record a number of podcast shows. And so I've just had some great guests that I've actually interviewed for the Zweig Letter Podcast. And this next guest is no exception. I'm sitting here with Lucas Hayden, who is the product marketing director with Uninet and he's based he is based physically in Lynchburg Virginia but Uninet is based out of where Lucas so we're based out of uh, northern Virginia but we've got folks all over the all, all the over country. the Right. Actually, that's perfect. So, and for those of you that aren't familiar with Uninet, um, and I had to look them up and, and I, I'd heard the name, but I wasn't a hundred percent familiar, but you guys are going to know them at the end of this podcast. And, and if that isn't enough, the Elevate AEC event that's coming up just after we actually physically record this uh, in September of 2021, there is a live event, a free event, I might add, uh, where Uninet is also participating in that event. And they're doing a really great program about growing revenue without adding headcount. And that's one of the Elevate AEC events that's going to be taking place. It's a free event. And even if you listen to this podcast after the event, you'll be able to go back online and watch it uh, and see Lucas and and hear from him and the rest of his team. But um, again, to bring you up to speed, Uninet is a leading provider of ERP and CRM solutions, uh, purpose-built for government contractors. That's why they're in Virginia, of course. AEC and professional services. Uh, they have more than 3,200 project driven organizations which depend on Uninet to turn their information into actionable insights, drive better decision making, and nurture business growth. And I think we all want to nurture our businesses to grow. And so, without further ado, Lucas Hayden, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Randy. Really appreciate you having me on today. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I told you this, I already set you up. You got to give us your superhero origin story and, <laughs> and don't worry about anything. Nobody can see you. This is just you and I having a conversation uh, and, and the audio will capture all of it, but just give us your quick superhero origin story before we jump into Uninet and, and, and your company. Sure. Yeah. Superhero origin story. I like that. Um, so I actually started off as a uh, software uh, developer. I was a programmer and I came to Uninet as a data data analyst. I did um, uh, data conversions uh, from firms coming off of a variety of different softwares uh, over to Uninet. And uh, from there, I actually uh, ended up kind of growing into more, uh, doing more educational uh, training, building out demo databases, kind of building out um, some of the, that story there. Um, I've been involved in everything from, again, uh, data analytics, business consulting, um, and currently I'm one of the product marketing leaders uh, for Uninet, just telling our story and talking about the great things that you can do with our software. Okay, well, good. So since you are an expert in telling the story of Uninet, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about how, how the company got started? Sure, yeah. So Uninet was founded by uh, Fran Craig, wonderful, uh, innovative, innovative individual. And we've we've been around now for about 33 years. Um, and it's neat because, you know, we're really proud of our, our legacy and how we've grown over the years. But the cool thing about it is that our customers don't really tend to think of us as as a legacy software company. Um, you know, they love typically, you know, like our modern solutions and more importantly, our team. You know, one of the one of the things that Fran um, really majored on was the idea of building a great team and a great team of experts to support um, the wonderful software that Uninet has built. Um, and so it's because of that, that kind of deep experience um, in our teams that serve, uh, like you mentioned, our uh, GovCon and uh, AEC and professional services industries. Um, it's that deep experience, kind of our forward thinking innovation that has really kept us fresh in the market. And, you know, around Uninet, we like to say that our legacy isn't about the last 30 years, but it's more about you know, your next 30 as one of our customers and in coming up with innovative ways to solve the problems that our customers are facing today. Um, so it's been it's been quite an exciting ride uh, for the team here at Uninet. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, you guys are, are growing. And, and now, ha- had you guys always served the AEC industry or was that? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh yeah, yeah. So we've we've always served um, GovCon, AEC, and professional services. Okay, so those those have been those that's been your areas of expertise since day one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I got you. And and you know, as you look at the team that you have, along with the CEO Craig Holiday, and I mean these these folks have. Uh, They've been around the block and they know what they're doing. I mean, you guys have some, I mean, some folks that have been able to on the implementation side of, of software and um, software as a service. I mean, you guys have been able to really make some, um, some, some tremendous headway and you have some, you know, some really strong people on the team. Uh, How involved is Fran Craig still the founder? How, how involved is she with the company? Um, She stays uh, fairly involved in, in, you know, the neat thing about 
Fran is that you can really see her fingerprints on on you know all areas of of the company. You know, Craig Holiday is a great guy and a great CEO, and customers. Um, serving our customers has been his number one focus. And that, you know, just, just echoes exactly the sentiments of Fran. Okay. All right. And so to, to, to kind of break it down, you know, in terms of the services that you offer, you offer ERP uh, services, both on the Gov, as you say, the, I like, I like how you say it, the GovCon side and architects and engineers, and then CRM and proposal management work uh, for both of those spaces. How do they vary in terms of how you serve the needs of architects, engineers and construction versus the government contracting side? Sure. It's um, really kind of based on uh, kind of the the basic needs of the industry. You know, when you look at the GovCon space, um, you know, compliance is is one of the number one concerns for many GovCon uh, companies. And so, um, you know, we obviously focus on providing uh, software that helps them uh, stay in compliance and stay in compliance in an easy, uh, automated way. And then on the A&E side, you know, A&E firms are focused on really two things, pr- providing excellent service to their customers and driving profitable, scalable growth for their businesses. And so for our AEC um, side of the company, um, we really focus on uh, supporting our firms in those two endeavors. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that, that um, so that allows you to continually iterate your services and your offerings because the design industry continues to change on a regular basis. How do you keep up with how things have changed so much, especially during the pandemic? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, And, you know, 2020, it really was kind of a a watershed year. Um, You know, I'm thinking particularly um, uh, for the customers that, that we serve and, you know, we just uh, released a um, industry um, benchmarking report. And one of the most challenging things that our customers and prospects uh, firms in, in the AEC space are, are facing right now is the ability to forecast out, you know, where things are going to be, you know, at the end of this year as we look into 2022. And the way that we have... Um, tried to meet the needs of our customers is honestly by listening to them in building solutions that they have said um, are going to be the needle movers for their business. Yeah. All right. So do you feel like, I mean, is there is in terms of that ability to get somewhat granular in terms of the customer need, are you saying that Uninet is kind of capable of, of taking each version of their service that they offer to a client and tweaking it specifically to that client's needs? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can take our solutions and, and tailor them to, to run your business the way that you want to. Um, you know, we've got a saying around Uninet that, you know, while a lot of firms, you know, will use a, a piece of ERP software or CRM software to simply run the business and get things done, um, we're more about helping you run your business better. And so, you know, we do that through a variety of ways. I mean, we talked about kind of our depth of expertise from our consultants and things like that. Um, but another way that we do that is through um, really kind of becoming a firm's growth 
uh, growth engine. Um, and through, uh, you know, products like our Uninet Connect platform that connects our products seamlessly um, with other best of breed um, software. So it can really create an ecosystem, an automated ecosystem that really turns a business's information. You know, we all spend time putting information into a system when we run our business, um, but can take that information and turn it into actionable insight um, across the organization. Um, you know, I think is really the way that we help firms, like you said, really tweak it towards, you know, the, the kind of business that they're running uh, in the way in which they run that business and what's successful for them. Yeah. And, and what would you say, what, is, what has the last 18 to 19 months been like for you guys with the pandemic and everything else? How has that played into the way that you guys do your business and also what changes or nuances have you seen happen or take place over this, these past 18, 19, 20 months, as I call it, since, you know, February or March of 2020? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, a lot of the things that we help our customers, you know, with, we've kind of been right there in the same boat, you know, with them, you know, so we've, we've rolled out a lot of work from home initiatives. Um, you know, we've obviously, um, come together as a company to support each other through the pandemic um, and, you know, faced, you know, a lot of the same kinds of um, challenges and decisions, um, you know, that our customers do, you know, what are, you know, what, what's the, you know, best way for us to grow, you know, how can we adapt and provide, you know, the same level of service to our customers in a virtual or at least partially virtual environment, depending on <laughs> where we are in those last 18 months. Um, you know, so I kind of feel like in a way um, the pandemic has um, brought us together in a, in a unique way, um, kind of in the same ways that our customers have, have also been, been brought together. So um, I would say that we've kind of experienced, um, you know, a sense of, of, uh, uh, a sense of uh, unity, a sense of togetherness, and kind of you know moving forward together to to both succeed in the midst of the pandemic and set up you know scalable solutions to to uh, last long term as well. Yeah, and and are you guys looking at, at all, or or how do you when you know that that your clients are going to be dealing with not so much uncertainty, but I mean, you know, obviously in in, in the United States, there's all this talk about this infrastructure plan through Congress yeah. and how that's going to impact firms, right? How do sure. you guys as a, as a company? Uh, forecast for that or plan for that so that you can meet the needs of your clients as they, you know, they may wake up one day and realize, oh my gosh, my client, whoever your client is, that's an AE firm that has a client that's now flush with a lot of cash because of infrastructure work that they may be faced with. How, how do you help them bridge those gaps? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, us as a software provider and a provider of solutions for, for firms, um, you know, we have spent the last 18 months um, building out great, great additions to our products that are kind of going to be, you know, there waiting for that influx of business. You know, we, the infrastructure bill hit our radar really early on and kind of became, you know, a theme like, you know, we, we certainly anticipate um, 
you know, whatever shape or form that takes as it, as it goes through um, that bill to, to affect our, our clients in a really positive way. And so we've been kind of positioning our products to help them become more agile, to help them become uh, more efficient and to really take advantage of the opportunity that um, the infrastructure bill could create for them. Yeah. And, and, and are, would you be able to kind of share any specific um, ideas that you guys came up with that you think based on this, on the information that you're seeing and, and what you think is going to happen whenever this this bill does pass, if it passes, um, something specific that you think firms are going to be able to utilize through Uninet? Yeah. The thing that I think of um, that probably comes top of mind is... Um, I would say a couple different things. Um, one thing uh, on the GovCon side of uh, in the GovCon market, there's going to be a need to understand um, what's coming down the pipeline, um, and especially as it relates to that infrastructure bill. So being able to get out in front of uh, market intel and know which jobs to bid on, and, and kind of the cadence at which uh, those will be coming to market for GovCon firms is going to be a key thing um, in staying ahead in that market. And so uh, we've actually just released um, uh, a CRM for GovCon solution that includes market intel, it includes um, uh, CRM, being able to really nurture those customer relationships and grow your pipeline in a way that's smart and in a way that uh, fits your business model. And then, of course, you know, our, our GovCon ERP for, you know, taking the profits that are secured in that in that bid um, uh, stage and being able to execute those projects in a way that secures that profit um, kind of uh, uh, instilled up front. And in a way, it's a very similar story for AEC as well. Um, you know, with a, with a great CRM fully integrated into our ERP, um, firms are going to be able to grow and nurture their pipeline um, in a way um, that will allow them to apply past project performance to their current bids and their, their current opportunities. Because, you know, for AEC in particular, when you look at the infrastructure bill, you know, when you talk about roads and railways and things like that, um, new construction, you know, that that sits, you know, in the sweet spot for AEC. And so we want firms to be empowered to go after that business with the right information that they can come in um, with the right bids in the right amount of time that they can that they can win those, uh, be awarded those contracts. Uh, and then, like I just said a moment ago, um, you know, really kind of change change the game from from project management to profit management so they can really kind of use us as a growth engine to take advantage of uh, again all the opportunity that the infrastructure bill could afford any uh, AEC firms yeah you know and I'm just wondering here as I was looking uh, kind of perusing through some of the some of the s uh, parts of your website especially where you talk about um, uh, Uninet for architects and engineers. Uh, the whole idea is is centered around this I, this way of how do we make AE firms more profitable. I think one of the things that is for for software companies particularly, and and maybe this is the case for yours, is how do you address the 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 growth of mobile computing, and and how will Uninet 
factor that into things as we continue to advance because nowadays and and I'm looking at you and I'm showing you my phone but we carry these <laughs> these com- supercomputers in our pockets now how yeah. are you guys leveraging this technology to to do what you're talking about in terms of making a firm more profitable making the the leadership the project managers uh, able to to make decisions at a moment's notice because they have access to volumes of information that is right in their pocket. Um, where, 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 I mean, where are you guys with that? Do you feel like you have been able to fully embrace the mobile computing air, uh, area, uh, arena? Yeah, absolutely. You actually put it really well um, in kind of how you you phrased your question there. But yeah, we're we are building solutions that are meeting the user right where they're at. So, for instance, um, you know, for kind of Kind of the um, you know the bulk of of say an AE, an A and E firm staff, you know they're putting their timesheet. Um, we want to put in we want our solutions to to enable them to put in their timesheets exactly where they are. So whether that be on a mobile device, on their laptop, you know, uh, or or sitting at their desk, you know, we've got an access point that'll allow them to do that. You know, if you're a project manager. You know, project managers in kind of the art of project management is becoming much more flexible, much more agile, um, you know, needs to be much more relational um, than it was, say, you know, two, five years ago. And so we're building solutions with access points that essentially support that, you know, so, um, you know, if you've got access to a web a web browser, you know, on your laptop, you can manage your projects, you can see your project status is in real time um, as, as that time and that expense gets entered. Um, and then if, you know, if you're talking about, um, you know, kind of an executive level, someone who's a principal of a firm or one of the, one of the principals in charge, um, like you said, like they need to be able to pull out their mobile phone, pull up and, you know, pull up their analytics, um, which we support on the mobile device and see you know, how projects are performing, how their project managers are performing, you know, what's the trajectory um, of the growth of the firm and are we on track to meet those needs? Um, You know, it's interesting. um, Speaking of, you know, technology, we, uh, in the report that we just released um, of companies that expect uh, higher profits, you know, 11% or greater, um, 53% of firms that that use data regularly, kind of like you mentioned, like in terms of mobility to make better decisions. Um, we saw that 53% um, of firms expect 11% profit or greater, whereas firms that only use data sometimes or rarely, only 19% of those firms expected that same level of profitability. And so, you know, you, you bring up a great point. Um, the ability to to leverage technology in a way that's modern and forward thinking and again, kind of meeting the different users, you know, right where their fingertips are um, is, is very important just to the growth and sustainability and profitability for the firms that we serve. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's just in my, in this day and age where we are in 2021 at the time of recording this, you know, I leave a job site at on a five at five 30 on a Friday afternoon I should just be able to literally whip open my phone, 
uh, yep. tap in some keys and some information um, to track my time, my utilization, whatever. And maybe I, I expensed out a lunch that I had that day where I took one of the clients out. I should be able to do all of that in about, I don't know, a minute or two. And then you know, hop in my car, throw on the Zweigletter podcast and head home. Right. I mean, in a, per- exactly. in a, in a, in a perfect world, that's, that's kind of, yeah. that's what that's I'm right. thinking, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Perfect world. You're, you're pulling out your mobile, you're pulling up internet, you're looking for the projects near me, you know, so you can pull up your project, easily put time in. And then you're, you're throwing on, you know, the, the Zweigletter podcast on the way home. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then, and then the nice part is that, Whoever is in your back office, and as you, you mentioned earlier about the point of not needing as bloated of a back office as a lot of firms have traditionally been used to, you know, that, that back office guy or gal that comes in on a, on a, on a Saturday to reconcile things has all that information that you just entered the night before. And in real time, they're able to update their, their information and maybe send a report off to the leadership of the company that weekend or whatever. And it's accurate. Right. Because that's I mean, time is money. We all know this. And design firms have notoriously historically had challenges in this area, whether it was keeping up with timesheets and things of that nature. And that's like the bane of every project manager's existence. And so this what you guys are providing is such a a tremendous service and, and a tremendous product that if used properly, uh, it could really go a long way in turning the tide and how profitable design firms are. Now, I want to I want to just jump into something else real quick and find out sure. h- how much if I, if I'm a new client of Uninet, how much uh, training can I expect to be able to use this thing like the Swiss Army knife that it's supposed to be? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. The you know the training you can expect can can like an accordion can kind of expand or contrast to um, the number of users that that are using it um, in the ways that they need to use it. Obviously, um, you know the the web is so intuitive that you know from a like you know the the main uh, mainstay of your workforce should need very little training to get going on things like time and expense, you know, kind of like those main, main things. Um, and the nice thing about Uninet is that we feature um, Uninet University, which has, um, you know, fully recorded uh, online learning options, which makes it really helpful to rolling out the software to your various teams. Yeah. And, and, and that is customized to whatever offerings that firm has from Uninet. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. We, we can, we can flex to whatever needs a firm might have. Okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. Well, no, that's, I think that's exciting to hear about and, and to learn. And, and I guess it makes sense. That would be, you know, one of the focuses that, uh, that you would talk about at the Elevate AEC event of uh, growing revenue without adding headcount, because the technology is there. I mean, Lucas, if, if you think about it, yeah. the technology is, it's been there for a while. I think this industry is just fully embracing it uh, sure. wholeheartedly and, and then utilizing it to, to the best of their ability. So I'm excited yeah. to see how project managers can be more efficient and how they manage projects. Because I think if, if they have less to worry about on the technical side of things, then they can give more of themselves on the relational side of things to continue to build up those that are on their project team. Because if there's one thing that I've heard over the years when I've done project management training is that there's always a lack of communication, 
there's sometimes there's a lack of empathy between the hiring ma- between the project managers, the APMs, and the rest of the team, and everybody is you know robbing Peter to pay Paul from a time perspective because yeah. they just don't have everything organized and in order. But with a program like Uninet. Uh, and if used properly and implemented properly, it certainly can take a lot of those challenges and a lot of those time sucking moments off the plates of those guys and gals that are leading these project teams. And then that yes. affords them the ability to then refocus their efforts on the individuals that are on the team. Because I've always said that if you take care of the people that are on your project team, your project will take care of itself. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And, you know, we're, we're seeing the same kind of thing coming out from the market, just that a lot of, a lot of firms really are challenged by a lack of integration between their project management data and, and their finance tools, you know, their, their PM tools and data and finance tools and data. Um, And you're exactly right. You know, if, if a project manager, in fact, um, I was working with a firm uh, last year and they had implemented a series of project management focused uh, analytic dashboards that they were able to provide their uh, project managers with the information that they need about their projects. And what that did was it um, not only empowered their project managers to just, you know, run their projects more effectively. And like you said, focus on becoming better teams and providing better service, but it also cut down on the amount of requests that the project managers had to um, put into finance for reports. You know, like you mentioned, like you you put a timesheet in, um, you know, on on Thursday at noon. Um, in a perfect world, you know, finance should be able to see the impact on the PL at the moment that that timesheet submitted, and the project manager should be able to see the impact on their project as soon as that timesheet. Uh, goes in. And it's just really neat. Like when firms, this uh, particular firm, you know, took the time to kind of do a cross-functional approach, you know, what does finance need from these dashboards? Um, What does project management need from it? And build a solution um, that can really just bring about efficiencies and better projects across the board. Um, It's super helpful. And so it's really neat. It's neat to see firms starting to embrace, you know, the idea of you know, data kind of being the center of, you know, their strategic plans for profitable growth, especially as we move, you know, out of 2020 into 2021 and beyond. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, as I was listening to what you were saying, I was just curious to know, is it, do you have any stories or maybe an example or two? Because you know what happens is like you create a product, you have this software and people start using it. You have clients that are using it and then they even find ways to create shortcuts around that. So how in tune or in connected are you with the clients where you guys have picked up some workarounds that you said, you know what, in the next iteration of this software, we're going to, we're going to shorten that workflow or we're going to make it a little simpler because of something that a client has done to, to kind of go under the hood, if you will, and, and tweak with the, with the software to, to make it work for them. Sure. Yeah. Um, a couple of things come to mind, you know, one, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, their, their, uh, use of analytic dashboards, you know, so they build out dashboards that, um, you know, give the right kind of information to their project managers, uh, and, and to their, you know, executive team. And, you know, that definitely, you know, can inform, 
you know, the next dashboards that, that we build. Um, the other thing, uh, you know, one of the things that we uh, actually kind of pride ourselves in doing is our um, uh, kind of design process that includes our customers. And so um, we just launched uh, a new program and then another that has kind of been around for a while, um, but we have a customer suggestions portal. Um, and that is a constant dialogue with our development team and customers. Uh, customers can go in, they can submit ideas, you know, based on what they're doing to problem solve. Uh, and then others can vote up those ideas, um, you know, so our development team can kind of build to um, the things that our customers are asking for. Um, but we've also, um, we've had that portal for, for quite some time, but we've also just now, um, uh, earlier this year, launched what we call Uninet First Look, which allows our development team to work um, very closely with our customers uh, who can opt into the to the program, um, and not only you know ask the questions of like you said like what are what are ways you guys are innovating that that we can kind of come in and support, um, what what problems can we help you solve, but it also allows us to say to take those. Um, ideas and those problems, build solutions and present those back to those customers before it gets built and to do, you know, design, um, you know, workshops with them and then to do usability testing, you know, for the, for the solutions that uh, actually get built from those ideas. Um, uh, and so, it, you know, it's kind of been really, it's been neat to, to take a really holistic approach um, to how we build solutions uh, for our customers. I bet it's, it sounds like it. And it sounds like you guys have, have even figured out a way to bring, bring the customer in, uh, on the, uh, at the level of w w when you guys do a sprint, when you're, when you, when you're about to release a new, a new version. So that's, that's really impressive. Um, man, you know, I, this, I could go on and on and talk for days about this and I know you could Lucas, but you know, sure. as we close, is there anything that, um, that you want to you want to remind our listeners about with regard to Uninet and and how can they connect with you uh, if they want to try out your product or service and 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 maybe go through um, uh, a process uh, with learning more about the the service. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think you've got my contact information um, in the podcast, so they can certainly reach out to me. Um, yeah. You know, Uninet we'll, 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 is a good place yeah, to. We'll, Okay. No, I was going to say, we'll stick that in the show notes, but if, if you want to give an, a specific email or anything like that, feel free to do it right here, right on the podcast and they can reach out to you. You know, you'd be surprised. Some people, I don't know about you, but I, I listen to podcasts and stuff and I get a website address or I get an email and I'm writing it down. Like, let me, let me contact this person. <laughs> so whatever you want to give that you feel comfortable giving is fine. And, you know, we'll certainly make sure that they have that. And that, um, that, uh, that report that you wrote, is that available? Is that something that we could share with our audience? Uh, yeah, it, it, it is available. Yeah, we've got, um, I can get uh, some information for that into the show notes for you. Um, okay, for great. Sure. Okay. And okay. yeah, so if you're listening and you want to write down a way to contact us, um, I would go to uninet.com. And from there, you can, uh, you know, call us directly 703 uh, 9440, or you can get in a sales request directly. But again, uninet.com, that's U-N-A-N-E-T.com. Um, and yeah, as far as, you know, kind of a, a you know, last thing to share, um, 
you know, we talked about 2020 and, you know, no one was really prepared um, for 2020. But, you know, the thing that we like to think about is that that doesn't mean that we can't be ready for what's next. You know, so as we talk about things like the infrastructure bill or we talk about things like um, inflation or the cost of doing business and, you know, that eating into margin, things like that. Um, you know, I think the thing that Uninet is committed to doing is bringing solutions that can better control, give more visibility, and help you gain more accurate forecasting um, that can ultimately help your team discover more profitable opportunities and gain more profitable projects. You know, and um, from our perspective, you know, we're here for you, you know, every step of the way. Um, and, you know, to me, to think about Uninet is to really think about an investment in the right technology, the best team, and in, in long-term growth. So um, uh, I guess that's kind of how I would, would you know, leave it. You know, we're Uninet, we're 30 years of partnership and counting, and we'd love to engage with you more. Man, that's it. I couldn't have said it better, Lucas. Thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us for this podcast. Uh, really excited about uh, seeing you on the Elevate AEC platform there for the virtual event that's taking place from September 13th to, I think, October 7th thereabouts. And I think you guys are on uh, on September 14th. But if you happen to be listening to this and it's post that date, uh, ne- never fear. You can go online to zygroup.com and click on the Elevate AEC virtual event, which is free, and you'll be able to watch the replay of that and and check out Lucas and all his glory. And then you can also (laughs) re-listen to this podcast uh, if you are so inclined and feel inspired to want to uh, figure out a way to use the technology available and at your disposal to take your company to the next level. So, uh, Lucas, thank you so much for joining us on this Wagletter podcast. We really appreciate you. Hey, thanks, Randy. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. To learn more about one of the oldest newsletters in the design industry, uh, visit thezweigletter.com. You can read articles online, listen to this podcast, and sign up for a free subscription to the newsletter and have it delivered right into your email inbox every Monday morning. Sign up today. For more info about Zweig Group's advisory services or any Zweig Group publications, visit zweiggroup.com. You can also subscribe to the Zweig Letter podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. As a matter of fact, the next review that we get, I am going to read on the podcast. and I'm going to give you a shout out. So that's my encouragement to you right now. You heard it today. Please rate or review the Zweig Letter podcast. Let us know what you think, and we will read your review online. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. We will see you soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can be part of elevating the industry and that you can apply our advice and information to your daily professional life. For a free digital subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe to gain more wisdom and inspiration in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today.